think? Oh, yes. When I up, down, touch the ground, it puts me in the mood. Up, down, touch the ground, in the mood for food. Three, two, one, zero. Expressed on this broadcast of the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show are those of the co-host and guest and do not necessarily reflect those of our affiliates. The topics and opinions on today's show should not be considered as medical, psychological, or professional advice. Take 12 Radio is not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. And now, here's your host, The Man, The Myth, The Legend, The Monty Man. So Tony is not here with us today. Tony. Tony. So everybody say hi, Tony. Hi, hi Tony. She has uh, got some uh, heartache right now. She, uh, you pray for her. And she's got an aunt uh, that lives out of state that's not doing too well. And so she's in our thoughts. Uh, and we miss her when she's not here. But Ryan's here. Hello. Ryan was here a few weeks ago. Weren't you, Ryan? Yes, I was. Thanks yes, for having me back. Yes. Welcome back. Ryan is a graduate of Adult and Teen Challenge and is now an intern uh, at the Shed Center. Marv's here. Hi. How's Hi. it going? Hi, Marv. Hi. You're smiling this week. A little bit. A little, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Challenging shows sometimes around here. Yeah. Take 12 Radio. And uh, Denver is here. Good morning. Denver bought, brought biscuits and gravy from Dairy Mart. Yes, I did. That's Dairy Mart, your locally owned Dairy Mart. Yes, on Queen Street in Albany, Oregon. They were delicious too, Dairy Mart. I remember uh, 20 years ago when I worked down in Eugene, I'd get an order of them every day, a double order, and uh, they're just as good today. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. (laughs) Yeah, they were very delish. Very, very, very delish. Mm, mm, mm. Well, on the topic this week, as our thinking changes, so we'll be looking at uh, the ways our thought patterns change once we enter recovery, what happens when we begin to follow the steps, develop a relationship with our creator, and begin to experience the power flow in where there once was none. That's what we're going to talk about today. And uh, this topic was inspired by one of our listeners, Donald Roberts from... uh, from the Sweet Home area. Oh, yeah. Yes. Hi. Yeah. Hi, Don. Hi, Don. <laughs> Everybody say hi, Don. Hi, hi Don. Don. 
He's also one of our gold sponsors, and uh, we thank you very much uh, for helping us to stay on the air. If you would like to sponsor the show, all you have to do is go to Take12Radio.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page, and click on Donate. And I'll tell you how you can do that. There you go. Oh. So, so this show is inspired uh, by Donald. And um, there you go. So anyway, let me see. What's up next here? I've got, I had got an email. Yay. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Uh, and I thought I would, uh, th- this is just a little interesting tidbit. Uh, Dear Monty Man, my sponsor told me that Bill W. said that if there was ever anything in the big book that he would change, it would be in how it works. That he would have changed the word rarely have we, or the term rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path to never have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. My, uh, my GSR said that that's not true. Could you clear this up for me? I get a lot of mixed messages in my home group about everything. <laughs> uh, Terry G. Well, I did a little digging, Terry. Terry G. And uh, I, ha- I do have an answer for you. Did you ever hear that, Marv? No, I never Where, heard that. Did you guys ever hear that? I heard a lot of crosstalk. Yeah. Did you ever hear that Bill W. <laughs> said that he would have said, never have we seen a person fail versus rarely, rarely. have we seen a person fail? Um, well, in a letter to Les V, dated tw- uh, May 25th, 1961, Bill W. stated, concerning your comment about the use of the word rarely <coughs> in Chapter 5 of the Big Book, my rec- recollection is that we did give a considerable thought at the time of writing it. I think the main reason for the use of rarely was to avoid anything that would look like a claim for 100% result. Assuming, of course, that an alcoholic is willing enough and sane enough, there can be a perfect score on such character. But since willingness and sanity are such elusive and fluctuating values, we simply didn't like to be too positive. The medical profession could jump right down our throats. I do remember thinking about this a lot. Uh, In addition, the following question and response were made at the 1970 General Service Conference as a part of the Ask It Basket questions. Bill W. was, of course, there. He was still alive. And the question at the uh, conference was, has Bill ever said if there was any change he would make in the big book, it would be to change the word rarely to never at the start of Chapter 5? And the answer came from Bill W. himself. No. Excellent. Bill said he had never considered this. And this is a recorded 1970 General Service Conference report, page 31. So according to Bill W., he never said that. So all you guys out there that have been saying that he said that, sorry. Stop saying that. Yeah. Rarely is a, a good word. Rarely is a good word. Yeah. Yeah. It covers all the base. Right. Right. So uh, there you go. Not true. To put an end to that rumor, all that kind of silliness. Right? Right. All right. Stop right there. Okay. It's time for Monty Man's Weekly Wine. There you are, Tony. There's the baby for Tony. (laughs) You guys got anything to whine about? Marv does, but we won't talk about it. We done did. We We done did. We already did. (laughs) Private whining. Oh, yeah, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Private whining. Got to think about it. Uh, hit us, Monty. I know you got one. Well, maybe two. Um, yes, I do. I have two. <laughs> All, All right. right. All right. So, um, sugar-free creamer. 
I I love the Nestle's and the Carnation sugar-free creamer. Yes. But stores don't carry it. Oh, they do. They carry the little bottles, but they don't carry the big giant bottles. They got three rows of regular sugar-packed creamer, but no sugar-free creamer. Maybe they're figuring if you're worried about sugar-free, you need smaller portions. I don't like that answer. I'm sorry. I'm looking you in the eye. I can see you didn't like that answer. I, but see, I, I think Think about to, it, Monty. Think, think, think. about it. Think, think, think. When I uptown. So do you know who that was that was singing that there, Ryan? Did we figure that out? That was, uh, oh, that's Billy. No. Joel, no? No. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, Billy Joel, I love it. At the beginning of the show, the sound clip. The no, no. Who was it? That was Winnie the Pooh. Oh, okay. oh I, I was going to say Alvin. No, it was Winnie the Pooh. It sounded Disney. <laughs> it sounded Disney. I just couldn't put my finger on it. I had to think about it. Yes, yeah, it you know what, it. Monty? What? To kind of go along with your wine a little bit, I was yeah. just thinking um, a lot of lot of us, right. so that includes me, yeah. have diabetes. Right. Yeah, and, me uh, too. I don't feel like the, the uh, retail businesses... Lends do, itself to that at all. Do enough. A little bit they do. Yeah. But um, like your creamer. Right, right. You know, how, there's people who are diabetics who... Lots of people. That, yeah. Yeah. Like, like to get that. Right. So, so right. I'm going to kind of whine with you. Good. Good. Well, <laughs> Excellent. Ryan's a diabetic. Yeah. You're yeah. diabetic. Sh- I'm diabetic. I Show just, of hands. I, I yeah, just, boom. <laughs> I drink the one and, with sugar in it. And yeah. Denver's diabetic too. I didn't realize. I, I just remembered that you're diabetic too. We're all diabetic. Yes. Yeah. All right. So we're not very happy with you retail. Right. Start stocking the shelves with, with sugar-free stuff. Now I know the other argument is, yeah, but that aspir- that's aspartame and actually works opposite and isn't good for you. Well, when you're diabetic, you just can't have sugar. I mean, it's just it's the enemy. So <laughs> yeah, we'll deal with the other consequences. Yeah, that's, that's right. All right. So my my other one is doctor office appointments. Oh, don't get me started. Oh my god. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. We've opened a can of worms. Uh, so okay, so you know, they tell you, they tell you now, uh, you know, be there 15 minutes beforehand to check in. Right. So you're there 15 minutes beforehand. Okay, so my appointment's at 10 o'clock. I'm there at a quarter to 10. 10 o'clock rolls around, 1010, 10:15, 10:20. Now, let me tell you, if 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 I didn't show up on time, they're going to bill me. I'm going to start billing you, Dr. So-and-so, because that's my time. And you're taking up my time. And I'm sitting there 45 minutes later, and I'm seeing the doctor, and he tells me what? He can only talk to me about one health issue at a time. I have to make another appointment to talk about oh, my, my ingrown God. toenail. <laughs> because because he only has a certain amount of time, and yet I've been sitting out in the waiting room for forty five minutes. Now, I, whether you are for the Affordable Care Act or against it, really doesn't matter. But this is what he, his office told me: since that was enacted, they have so many restrictions on them now that they can only talk to you about one thing at a time, and they just don't have time. Yet I'm expected to give up, uh, you know, a good hour. Two sessions at least. Yeah, yeah. So, Marv? Yeah, t- it doesn't have anything to do with that, but uh, I've experienced that, by the way. <laughs> but the other day, I get a phone call from the pharmacy, 
<laughs> we have this prescription for you. And it was a recorded message. So, right. And so I'm sitting there thinking about it. I have no prescriptions that I know about that are. So I go down to the pharmacy. The pharmacy uh, starts to hit, fill out this. And I said, what is this prescription? And they told me. And I says, well, that's really. I said, who's the doctor? They told me. I didn't know the doctor. Never heard of the doctor before. Nice. Mm. Really nice, and and and, uh, and I I said you know what I I'm just gonna walk away. I said I <laughs> I don't want this. That's weird. I, later I found out, and it's interesting. Um, I did find out what happened. They had switched doctors on me and Carvalis at the doctor's office. Nobody said a word to me. I had no clue. Oh my No gosh. idea whatsoever. And so if that would have been a serious thing where I really needed that medication, I'd have been in trouble. Yep. So uh, based on what you just said about they didn't have time, Mm -hmm. well, they don't have time to communicate with each other either, I guess. Evidently. Yeah. So there you go. Doctors playing doctors. (laughs) Oh, sure. Sure. And then they, and and I, I don't know, maybe he's, maybe his office is blaming the Affordable Care Act. Maybe that has nothing to do with it. You know what I mean? I, there's a lot of blaming going on, uh, people not taking responsibility, but doggone it. What day of the week was it? It was a Tuesday. Uh, no excuses. <laughs> oh. It's not a Friday. So, <laughs> And now it's time for the Monty Man's weekly win, because you have to say something positive. Oh, <laughs> oh Heather. <laughs> All right, so my wife and Heather, who was on the show the other day, yes. hello Heather, have been whining that we got to say something positive. We're gonna have that weekly wine, and Heather came up with. I said, "What do I call it? You could call it the weekly win." So Cecil and Heather got together, and they've called it the weekly win. And Cecil, Cecil's frustrated because Cecil likes to whine, but don't we all? So, mm. so here we go. Here's something positive. No, I'm just kidding. I have nothing. <laughs> Just kidding. Psych. <laughs> I have one too. Okay, so so I really am. Here's something very positive. I'm 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 grateful. I'm not always happy about it, but I am grateful that there are people in my life that love me enough and care me enough, care about me enough as friends, and they may be not really even close friends, but they're friendly enough. To call me on my baloney when I need to be called on it. And I had a situation the other day. I was watching a comedic talk show late night. A what? A comedic a comedian talk oh, show. Comedian. Yeah, comedic. It was comedic. He's, he's he's a comedian, he's a talk show host, which will re- remain I will not mention his name. And he was doing what is what the media does so well and was just bashing our president. Over and over and over and over again, and I just got fed up. I, I you know, I usually, I usually don't do this, but I had a knee jerk reaction, and I, on my personal, not the Take Twelve Radio sh- page, but the personal Facebook page, said his name. Why don't you move to Canada? And a person that is a friend of mine from high school came back and said, "Well, that's not very Christ-like." 
And I thought, I, I, I started to rear up thinking, what do you mean? Is every crack? And I thought about it for a minute and I took the post down because she was right. She was right. And I thanked her for that because I said, you know, thank you. Because that wasn't. I was just so frustrated and so sick of it. And I, I'm such a good boy. I never post stuff like that. But I'd had it. I had a right to post it. That guy was really pissing me off. You know, and you called me out. And she says, well, I thought it was a little odd for you because you usually don't respond like that. You know, <laughs> yeah. well, on the you air. have to listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> But, but, uh, uh, yeah, so I got to thinking, you know, and she wasn't being mean or anything like that, but she, and there's people in my life today that, that have permission to call me out if I go off the rails. And I'm grateful for that because we all go off the rails sometime, right, Ryan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now I just actually listen to what they have to say. Not just hear what they're saying. Right. But listen. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I'm grateful for that. So yes. that's a win. That's a win. What's yours, Denver? Congratulations for uh, digging that out, yeah. having that dug out for That's, you, I should say, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's okay. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> Heather, this is a uh, for you out there, and and it's a good thing. I went to my favorite fast food taco place. That would be uh, what is it? Taco Time? No. Taco Taco Bell? No. Taco Del Taco. Oh, Del Taco. Del Taco. They make the best bean burrito I've had in the valley. They make great hamburgers. Too, they do great. So, anyways, I'm sitting there. <laughs> we're, we're really we're just hitting people good today. So, uh, anyways, I'm sitting there and I'm watching these four younger, probably high school age, and they're all uh, trying to carry on a conversation in between their social handheld media device, right? And they're struggling to actually talk to each other. Well, this other couple, young couple, mind you, again, uh, high school age, I would guess, comes mm-hmm. in. Never once during their whole entire meal, and I'm sitting there, unfortunately, some on my social device. I'm lonely. So I'm sitting there, <laughs> and I'm wa- listening and watching them, and they carried on a complete conversation the whole time they were there, 15, 20 minutes, without ever once picking up their uh, handheld cellular device. <clears throat> it was refreshing to actually refreshing. see somebody carrying conversation without a phone in their hand. Yeah. So right. uh, I, I believe there's still hope for this younger millennium generation to uh, learn the fine art of communication. Yes. So that, That's good news. Yeah. The truth of the matter is, is they just couldn't afford a phone. <laughs> they ran out of minutes. I don't know. <laughs> no, that is refreshing. But it, is refreshing. it was cool to see that because you don't yeah. see that. I mean, everybody's on theirs, and I was guilty too. But uh, it was nice to see that. That's so a good thing. There you go. Yeah. Here, there's a positive note. Yeah, that is positive. It wasn't. It's not tough to find them. It's just easier to to whine. To whine. Mm. <laughs> you got anything positive to say, uh, Marv? No? Okay, Ryan? No? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we nip that in the bud right now. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm texting. Yeah, <laughs> I'm busy. What? I'm busy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back right after this. Check it out. Turn around, hit the ground. Time to lay your burden down. Addiction cost Oregonians $5.9 billion annually. Hi there, this is Monty Meyer, CEO of Oregon's Take 12 Recovery Radio, with an urgent message for everyone who calls Oregon home. 
Did you know that in regards to adequate addiction treatment, there is no single point of accountability or authority within our state government and that there are no people in recovery in the decision-making roles? For this to change, we need you to stand with us. We are Oregon Recovers, and we recognize the frustration of no meaningful prevention programs, long wait times for treatment, and poor aftercare. Isn't it time to get off the sidelines and plug into a solution that is stable and lasting? To begin that process, visit us at OregonRecovers.org and stand with us today. That's OregonRecovers.org. The time is now. Lifeline Connections made a difference in my life. I am free. I am strong and empowered. Lifeline Connections Connections changed our lives. To begin your journey of healing today, call 360-397-8246 or visit lifelineconnections.org. He's insane. He's a control freak. So, what's your point? It's the Monty Man at Take12Radio.com on your internet dial. Welcome back to the show. Got some. Oh, oh, here we go. Oh no! Found me. <laughs> <clears throat> so, so a little different this week. Oh boy! We put together seven things that people think. Remember, the topic is as we change our thinking and as we think, 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 think. Seven things that people think are really cool. But they're not cool. They're stupid. <laughs> so here, take it they're away. So the Monty Man. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so instead of trivia this week, uh, Cecil and I had a little a chat uh, last night. We decided to come up with seven things that people think are really cool but aren't. Um, so uh, <laughs> this will be interesting. <laughs> So this is all about how we think. This is it just think about this. Um, ear gauges, ear gauges. You know what an ear gauge is, Ryan? Yes, I do. Okay, what's an ear gauge? Yeah, it's what you stick in your earlobe to deform gain it. the diameter in the in the droopage. Right, of right. Your lobe. droopage. <laughs> Duh. Right. So it makes <laughs> you keep you keep you keep putting one. Now I got I got pierced ears. I have two earrings. Yeah, I've had got them for a lot years. of them. You know, um, but this this goes beyond cool or even sane. I mean, this is where you put a gauge in, and for a few weeks you leave that one in, and then you put a little bigger one in, a few more weeks, a little bigger, until the hole in your ear is larger than your eyeball, right? And, or bigger. Or bigger, yeah. sometimes much yeah. bigger. Oh, yeah. Well, certain tribes around the world have traditions such as ear stretching as part of their culture, but when you're a kid growing up in suburbia, this isn't your culture. No. Quit it. <laughs> Gee whiz. You might want to get a job. Pins and carrots in there and whatever you can, whatever you can put in there. Huh? That is, it's not cool. Start with it's, a P and put I'm a turnip in there. And I, I don't want to attack your character, but it looks ridiculous. It's kind of irritating, isn't it? 
It is irritating. <laughs> oh, out of left field. Boom. That was a knee slapper. Right <laughs> All right, number two, food Instagrams. Food Instagrams. No, we don't want to see your disgusting <laughs> overstuffed burgers or your Denver omelet. Yeah, people taking pictures of their food and sticking it on the internet. Have you know? Have you seen this? Oh, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say about that one. Just eat your food. We don't want to see a picture, especially after you've already eaten some of it. Uh, I did find out one thing. Uh, what? Did you know Weight Watchers does that? Do they really? <laughs> yeah, they're whoever's in the program that right. they have. They take pictures of their food and then. I guess when they have meetings and stuff, they, I don't, I don't <laughs> they watch their food. Excellent. I, yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess in my 12 said fellowship, we could, if you relapse, you could take pictures of, you know, you throwing up at the bar. Or something this, like this is not going to, yeah, this is going to go into different territories. We should just leave it alone now. <laughs> All right. So While stop taking pictures of your food. Yeah. Leave um, it alone. Number three, man buns. What? Man buns. You know that when a person, a man, grows his hair long and he puts it up in a bun? Toto. It? Toto, right. Toto, are you listening? Hey, Toto. we got to have him back on the show, too. <laughs> we got to get him back what? on here. Yeah. Yeah, let's face it. You guys stole this look from your girlfriend's bad hair day. <laughs> Sharing elastic ties isn't cool. It's kind of disgusting, actually. Might as well wear ponytails. Man buns. Mm. Man bun. Um... <laughs> Have you seen? Okay, so here's number four: face swapping apps. Uh, yeah, face swapping apps. They, people think they're cool and they're stupid. Uh, so if you're taking snaps, you know, pictures of your dog or your cookie <laughs> or your houseplant just to swap faces, you have too much time in your hands. So Marv, what they do is they take a picture. Like I take a picture of you, and then I take a picture of Ryan, and then I put your face on Ryan's body and his face on your body, and then post it. And that's supposed to be cool. Face swapping apps. Just While so you're at, the, just so the audience knows, I'm sitting here shaking my head. <laughs> you're going what? All, all of this while you're at Del never, Taco. Never heard. Of, never heard of this. Don't know yeah. what to think about it. it, it happened, and they and what they do is they take <clears throat> animals' faces, like just their nose and their eyes, kind of like, and they they superimpose it on their own face, and then they become a cat or they. Be, I guess it's better than having surgically implanted whiskers. Like some people, well, do. they do now, that. Now do I don't do know if you've seen the one with the girl that is, she's got a southern accent and she's got big eyes and big lips that t- talks on, on a topic. I seen that on Facebook the <laughs> other day, and I have to t- say I clicked on it and I laughed my uh, man bun off. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was just hilarious. Was it? Yeah. So I she's I don't know who it is, but it was a funny thing. So okay, yeah. Okay, number five, vaping. Vaping. People think it's cool. Uh, ejecting a cloud of steam out of your face is neither sexy <laughs> nor cool. If I was a police officer, I'd roll up on you when I see it rolls out your window. Oh my That's yeah, something right, else. Right? That's something else. Have you seen this, Mark? These people walking right. around vaping and, and they just blowing this huge clouds oh, yeah. of genie clouds coming yeah. out, of your, out of your face. And they just think it's so cool. It's yeah. not cool. It's not attractive. It's not cool. It's stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> I, I'm kind of part of that generation, and I still don't get it. So. Yeah. yeah. Take right? your earplugs out, too. Okay. Uh, here's number six. Dyed underarm hair. They're, di- <laughs> they're dyeing their underarm hair 
Some uh, of it in rainbows. Mark? Some of it in different Wait, stripes. Yeah. What color is yours You're today? shaking your head again, Mark. <laughs> what, what color is yours? Unbelievable. That, really? Really? Is that stuff going yeah. on? Is that yeah. real? Yeah. <clears throat> the girls are getting around what, French braids. What number are we on? I better head back into Six. the sagebrush, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See the excitement you missed by not being on the internet? <laughs> I'm green. telling you. Or downtown Eugene. Or down- <laughs> yeah. And here's the number one. Yeah. Uncool thing. I'm anxious. Challenges. Oh, yeah. Okay. So if the ice challenge wasn't crazy enough, now we have ice and salt challenges. Have you heard about this one? You take salt and you rub it into your skin and then you put an ice cube on it and see how long you and your buddies can outlast each other before your skin starts to burn off your finger. Hmm. That yeah. sounds delightful. Yeah, isn't Let, it? Let's give it a shot. It, well, that's just one of them. Uh, and seeing how uh, so they seeing how long you can ha- handle the pain. Uh, the most recent one, of course, is the Tide Soap t- Challenge, where you put these things. What are they? Little pocket pods. Oh, yeah. Pods for, for the in your mouth to see how long you can keep it in your mouth before the casing of the pod dissolves <laughs> and the soap. Ends up in your mouth. Yeah, Maybe hazardous. Maybe hazardous. <laughs> so did you see that uh, post on, uh, once again, we're back to social media with the uh, Marvel appreciate this, the pliers and the castration O-rings. What? The castration O-rings that you put on sheep and things of such. That's going to be the new challenge is how long can you wear that? They say put it on for a week and wear it. Oh, my gosh. What is your Mars problem? looking at me now. I got his attention. What have happened to a good old fashioned duel? Okay. Yeah, yeah really. Right? <laughs> How about bridge jumping? I I went through that. Yeah, that one too. Oh, bridge, yeah, well, we did crazy things in our youth, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't. They're all stuck in front of their phone or their computer or the video games so they don't have to move very far. They sit on the couch. Yeah. And then right? they just get the stuff out of the kitchen. Get, the, they, get the laundry yeah. soap out of the kitchen. There you go. Well, did you did you you grew up in the era where becoming blood brothers right was a a, a deal? Did yeah, you have that going on? Yeah, yeah. I and I remember our parents absolutely losing their minds over that. What are you doing? You're taking a big buck knife and cutting a hole in your hand, and your buddy's doing it, and then you shake hands. And now you're blood brothers. Today, that would be considered a major health risk. Um, but I'm sure that our folks thought we have, had lost it. You know, but I don't know. Is there not something even weirder with today's weird things? I think so. I think it goes way over the well, side. It seems like we've only lot. begun. We've well, only just it seems <laughs> like a lot of more uh, self-destructive. Times. Yes, yes, it's self. It's a lot harm. more self-harm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I have a, a little story about that. Well, I mean, when I wasn't thinking properly, yeah, um, and hot, <laughs> hot knives were a part of the conversation or part of the. Really hot, hot knives. knives. Oh boy! And then uh, you mean as in hashish? Or? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> when we're not thinking properly, the things we do um, with our our skin and hot things that are searing hot, um, just to feel pain, which is just totally destructive. And right. The thought process. Get a tattoo. I know it's it's you know it's but it's the truth. You know, there's and I'm 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 probably going to misquote this. But you'll get the idea. There's a there's a place in the book of Genesis in the Bible that says in the last days, um, times will become as in the days of Noah. 
where where there was laughing and and uncontrollable dancing and the cutting of each other and the marking of each other and on and on and on and it talks about these different things that people are doing now uh you know i remember when the punk rock era first hit and people were putting safety pins through their you know all up and down their chest and things like that mm-hmm. that didn't last real long mm-hmm. but now we're doing stuff like that but there's a whole lot of different variety of this self harm stuff that's going on. And you got to wonder, you really do. I mean, you, you, you hate yourself that much. And we're, people are doing this in sobriety too. They're not doing it necessarily under the influence of anything. Yes. They're just hurting inside so bad. They want to feel something. Right. You know? yeah. Right. So something, something's going on. Well, uh, this brings us to the topic of as our thinking changes inspired by Donald Roberts, our friend. That ended quick, didn't it? Mark? Yeah. It did. <laughs> Boom, we're done with that. <laughs> Remember that one. <clears throat> no more thinking about that. So when, when uh, so let me ask you guys, when you first walked in the, the rooms of recovery, when you realized that something had to change in your life, um, from that point to today, I'm, I'm relatively sure that your thinking, all of us in this room, has undergone a major change. Um. Is there anything specifically or a couple of things that have really stood out to you as far as the way you look at things and the way you think that is different from the day you walked in the doors to today? Oh, yes. Marv was talking about overthinking. Overthinking. Yeah. Well, I got to make sure I break this down, overanalyze it until I can figure out how to convince myself to do it again. You know, insanity. Mm, Right. As it were. And that's what I noticed I was doing about everything. Even I would create stuff to try and escape into in my mind so I didn't have to live in reality. And then I would think about that. And so eventually it became I needed to start, you know, you know, seeing through my eyes, not through this whole vision I had in my head of what I look like to other people because they were who were giving me my self-worth. It wasn't me at all. And then, I, you know, that's just kind of snowballed out of control. So, so, so your your self worth came from your perception of how other people thought about Absolutely. you. Absolutely, not from inside. Right. So that was your thinking. So, what's your thinking today? Um, I, uh, I, I don't think so much for myself. I kind of ask God for counsel and the men around me for counsel, like mm-hmm. the men in this room and the men in the rooms, and you know, over at Teen Challenge, I have a great support group with the guys and. We just have to be open to hear what their input is. In our what we think, you know, of ourselves usually isn't as accurate as what somebody sees from the outside right. of, of of the picture. So it's just a necessity to have good support, and the men are going to be call you on your stuff, like you said. People who are going to call you on your stuff, yeah, and, and be humble enough to let them tell you. So do you, do you think that that change in your thinking is something that you conjured up or do you think that's something that when when God entered your life that he did what 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 do you attribute that to Well I think the Holy Spirit comes into us at a young age and we don't really know how to comprehend what's going on I grew up in the church and mm. uh, I did have a father who was very open to sharing with me the seed that was in in me that God had put there Right and so I think as soon as I was aware of that and my father showing me what the what the word of God said about it, 
it kind of scared me at the same time because the Holy Spirit, I do believe, you know, comes into our life. And then, you know, it, it, it's so overwhelming. We don't know how to deal with it. We're so young. But when we're a child, we're kind of, you know, naive enough and open enough to believe every, anything, you know, really. Right. And uh, so I, uh, my dad, uh, he really did a good job at that. But then once I realized how kind of serious it was being this you know the supernatural realm and this stuff because it's it's much more serious and real than we think um and yeah so i uh we we get into doing things like uh drugs or alcohol and we want to be a part of the world you know we want to do what everybody else is doing but that's usually connected to the, the darker side of things a lot of the time sure and what god doesn't want for us and uh and it can open doorways and, you know, make our choice making goes right down to the bottom of the barrel when we're, you know, out there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's just my that was my whole direction. I went in delusional. What was what, did your did your thinking switch quickly or was has it been a gradual process for you? Oh, <laughs> it's a process every day, money. Sure. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> do, you, do you ever look back, and then I'll then I'll ask one of you guys to go next. But do you do you ever do you ever look back and think, what was I thinking? I wasn't thinking. I was just so young, and just it was all hormones. I don't know. I was adolescence was no time to start using <laughs> drugs and alcohol. Right. I had no no way to right. know what I was doing. But see, now I've known you. I've known you for about a year and a half. Okay, so you were one of the things that 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 you struggled with a lot was exactly what you talked about, how other people perceived you. So your codependent issues were probably just as strong as any addiction issues for towards substances. True. Yeah. I would say it has, it had to do with me wanting to uh, be perfect. I was, my parents were very loving people, but it was a perfectionistic thing. I needed to perform at a level that was like my brother or, at their standards, and I didn't know how to cope with having to do that. I just did was never good enough. I felt like yeah. So you know, we and then I started deciding what was good enough and what wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. And they still loved me, but I didn't. Right. I didn't. I couldn't fathom the depth of their love because it was coming from God, and I didn't. I have the ability to really comprehend that. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I could go on for hours. I'm done. <laughs> What, what about you guys? Who wants to tackle this next? Denver or Marv? Marv's chomping at the bit over there, looks like. Oh, yeah. Are you chomping, Marv? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's important, especially uh, for people who are coming into uh, AA and, and different recovery programs and stuff. I think it's so important to realize that uh, this isn't going to happen overnight. Right. Correct. It doesn't matter how compulsive you get about reading and and just being hungry, which, by the way, when I first came in, I recognized within 10 minutes of being in a meeting that there was something wrong. I knew it. With you? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, a part of it. A big part of it had to do with uh, spirituality, but nevertheless, then I got I got this hunger, and I started striving. Boy, I was going to learn this stuff, and and uh, I was around people all the time in recovery, and and uh, 
it didn't take me very long to figure out I was spinning my wheels. Mm. Because it has to be in God's time. It, ha- it is a process that is in his time. Yeah. And, and the only thing I think that was required of me is to be willing. But it's very frustrating in the meantime to have this uh, uh, knowledge about the way things are supposed to be, at least it is for me, and not being able to match up to that. Right. And so... Um, did did you did you look at other people and say and tell yourself, gosh, I wish I could think like that now. I wish I could behave like that now. And and, and therefore you just tried even harder to get rid of your character defects and do the next right thing, put your foot in front of the other and all that kind of stuff. No, I didn't really look at people. I I mean as far as saying what you just said. Right. But what I did do that really got me in trouble was uh, I didn't fully understand the forgiveness that Christ has. And so, uh, like uh, Ryan was saying, you know, this perfectionistic idea. Right, had to, right. I was always falling short. And and that continued to be a heavy stone around my neck for many, many years, and sometimes it still is. And... Um, you know, it says in the bigger book, the Bible, it says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm-hmm. And and I climbed onto that. All right, I'm going to be transformed. And, and like I said, it wasn't too long before, man alive, I realized, man, I'm spinning my wheels. Well, we can't do the work. That's God's job. Right. And I keep thinking I'm the one that has to do this, and it's it's not true. It gets me in trouble. So, so God won't. In the big book, it says God will not render us as white as white as snow without our cooperation. But our cooperation is different than us thinking that it's our job to right. do the changing only He can do. Exactly. Right, yeah. and we get that confused. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the scripture verse <clears throat> you're referring to is Romans twelve two. Do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. So if you're wondering what God's will in your life is, allow him to transform your thinking. And and this makes sense because if our thinker's broke, right, and we can't fix it, then we need a power. Well, yeah, taking every thought captive. Take that thought captive. That helped me a lot, that verse. Uh-huh. And when Paul talks about that, and we have to kind of do that. Well, me, I couldn't have a, a solidary thought for at all. I had no idea how to do that. Mm. It was always just constant scatterbrain. And then using that and applying that with the renewal, I mean, and then practicing it all the time. It's all about practice. Practicing what the, the Word says yeah. all day, every day. Yeah. Denver, what about you? Big topic. Big topic. It is. Yeah. Uh, Thinking then and now. When I was young, uh, I was fortunate to grow up in a family that taught me some good things. Mm -hmm. And I learned some bad things out there, too. But I learned to listen 
And that is big in my book is listening. I'm sitting here listening to these. And while they're listening, I'm thinking, oh, I, that's a good comment. Oh, I, I, we really do get busy thinking too <laughs> yeah, much. Yeah, we do. You know what? We can clutter this whole basically simple process of turning it over to God and listening to what he has in store for us, listening to that Holy Spirit, learning about the Holy Spirit, and and not jumping in too quickly. Everything comes with consequence. Uh, when I was drinking, uh, consequences, I did not think about consequences. I thought about my present thought, which was accomplish whatever was at hand mm-hmm. that crossed my mind willy-nilly, you know, not a care in the world about the consequences. Uh, since... Uh, Coming into recovery since uh, having a relationship with Christ, uh, I think a lot more about the consequences and the reactions that will come because of that. Uh, it's it's just wonderful to be able to listen to others, right? You know, just shut up and listen, and and then you can think and make a decision. There is this something that's going to help you, or is this just somebody blowing steam out their their mouth so my my thinking has changed to uh i digest a lot more instead of a quick knee-jerk reaction i digest a lot and i'm so thankful for that sobriety that comes with sobriety for me sure yeah so the longer the longer you are not putting mind controlling substances in your body the more you're able to think clearer and and learn more and i mean you know and this is the thing about it about about chemicals you put them back in your body if you're like we are it starts off where it left off and sometimes worse you're off and running right and you're off and running and then your thinking goes right down the toilet yeah you're not you're, you're thinking but it's not it's not rational thinking it's not uh it's all self thinking right you know and who was spinning in your head you know, it, it's just a million ideas going, and none of them worth hanging on to. Right? You can't. You can't take a focus and be directed. If you are of, for me, if I'm of sober mind, and and stop if and and think about the consequence, or is this going to be beneficial to someone else? Is it going to behoove me well? Uh, it's just a better path. It's a right. lot better pass when I'm sober. So I, I think, uh, I think there it goes. Uh, that, <laughs> Crazy, huh? Well, the, and and the title, the the topic is titled "As Our Thinking Changes." Um, I didn't title it "As We Change Our Thinking" because I don't know that we do that. I kind of go back to Marv. I think God does that. Yes, because I've tried on my own power to change the way I think, and it doesn't work. Well, there's that Holy Spirit speaking to you, learning to listen. Shut up and listen. Right. And dwell on that. Yeah. Be still and listen for I'm God. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then as, as that happens, now I do have a power I can plug into and I can actually look at the way I'm thinking about something and make a decision to change it. Before, I I, I didn't have the ability to do that at, at all. Um in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, it says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, 
think about these things. Dwell on those. Hmm. And, and, and I, I have to say that um, we know that, that the Word of God says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if, if stuff's coming out of, and I'll just speak for myself, if stuff's coming out of my mouth that degrades you, if profanity comes out of my mouth, if and I'm not talking about hitting your thumb with a hammer. You guys know what I'm talking about. I'm talking yeah, about yeah. intentional, profane, and a, a word Malicious. That can, malicious. A profane Slander. word spoken yeah. doesn't have to be the F word. It can be, why can't you measure up, you idiot? That can be a profane statement. Mm-hmm. So um, it's just not limited to, to cuss words. Um, but if I'm... If I'm thinking on these things, and I think Marv's right, I think this is, it takes practice, like you were saying, Ryan, and it takes God's power. So when people say, I don't know what God's will for my life is, well, here's how to know. Don't conform your thinking patterns to the way of this world, Romans says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, which God does. Uh, then you'll be able to know what God's will is. And then what are the things that we practice to think on? Instead of, somebody said the other day, I think it was in the show Recovery 101, um, they were talking about it, and one of the co-hosts said, uh, I'm going to say this probably wrong, but you'll get the message. Instead of bashing the darkness, expose the light. So instead of spending so much time pointing out all the bad and everything, you know, that everybody else is doing, be the light. Yeah, the, salt, the, the salt and the light. Right, yes. right. So think on these things that are true, things that are noble, things that are right, things that are pure, things that are lovely, things that are admirable. Um, and and I got to tell you, I think the reason that we are to be reading the Word of God on a regular basis is because I forget to do this <laughs> all the time. I fall short of this, and I have to be reminded of it because it is a process. <laughs> And, and it's it's difficult to do. Um, Ephesians four twenty two to thirty two says you were taught with regard to your former way of life. Some translations say your former former way of thinking to put off the old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Holiness means to be set apart. And um, therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer and must work doing something useful with their own hands, that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ has forgiven you. Tall order? You bet. Yeah, it is. It is, isn't it? Can it be accomplished? Slowly. On on the daily, every day. Slowly. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's not an overnight 
I'm not too work sure it can list. be accomplished. We can I, strive I, for it. Strive yeah, for it. It's I would a agree life, with Mark. A, a lifetime work. It's a lifetime right. work. It's a journey, <clears throat> most certainly. I don't know that I can do all those at one, one bite. You know what I mean? I may be forgiving of those who harm me one day, but something else is going on over here with another issue. You know. I, I, <laughs> Oh, well, you know, uh, boy, it's you tough. know, it really is work. I'll give you an example. There's a, a situation that happened that um, <clears throat> I chose uh, at the time that it happened. I was it really upset me, and I chose to forgive. Okay, mm-hmm. and and then I went uh, what we're taught to do. I. Uh, pray for your enemies. So, right. So I prayed, you know, and so it was like two or three days, and and I, I, I did this every day. Well, then I saw the person, and the resentment and anger that All came I back. felt, man, it come rushing <laughs> up like a volcano. I hear you, <laughs> and it surprised me. Yeah, and I thought, why are you surprised? Mm. You know, oh yeah. You know, I forgave you. You know, I mean, I didn't talk to him or right, which is different than what I the way I used to be. But it's just that quick that that stuff can happen. Sure. And I don't know what it takes to uh, have that experience and never have that resentment and anger and all that stuff come up to where you really have done these forgiveness and prayed for him. And, which I thought I did, but it just—it's work. You got to continually work at it. Yeah. <clears throat> the wonder in that is, though, that it did pop into your mind. Oh, it did immediately too, Dan. Well, but but what I'm leaning on is, yeah, that's what I'm <clears> saying. <throat> the good part of that is that you recognized it, and it was brought to your memory, which is thinking. Uh, you know, there's change right there. It's wonderful that way. I mean, yeah, we're always going to struggle with this battle of boom, there it is in your face again, you know, but but you became so aware of it. That was cool. We we haven't been promised deliverance from this, the the flesh, until God comes back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, we, we're going to, we, we live in it. And, Daily. And it's a part of us. And I think that's why Paul, the Apostle Paul talks about taking off the old, putting on the new every single day. Yep. Otherwise, we just take it off once and there you go. And I don't think it's that way. It'd be sweet. It would be sweet. Well, if I'm thinking about what God, you know, what would comes out of my heart, you know, mm-hmm. what instead of what glorifies Him, instead of thinking, oh, what am I going to say next that's going to make me look good? Like even sitting here on the show, right? I'm I'm going. What can I say that's witty or you know deep or whatever? But when I do that, the words <laughs> don't come out. So that's why I said what I just said yeah and but, I understand yeah and ask for those words for God to put the words in my mouth how many times have you heard a speaker say you know I spent hours on what I was going to say and they just tore it and I, I can't even go there I'm just going to speak from my heart and it's the most wonderful thing you ever yeah. heard amen you know yes. uh, we, we try to orchestrate only what God can orchestrate and we find ourselves stepping all over ourselves and I think recognizing that is something that we do now because our thinking has changed. God's helped to change it. That's Whereas a before, wonderful thing. We never recognized it before. No. Somebody Amen. pointed out and we go, oh, you're crazy. I don't do that. I wouldn't even do that. Just roll on. Right. Without a hoot of, of consideration. 
not even thinking about you or what I had said or nothing else. Yeah. So it, it's a wonderful thing now that we actually, when we do and we will, uh, be able to realize that and then go, wow, sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> it's um, it's cool. It's cool to watch God as he works and changes our thinking. It's really cool when we when we, we notice it and we go, wait a minute. When did I stop thinking like that? Yeah. Um, and there's there's other areas that can be kind of discouraged. Like I wish I'm still thinking that way. Why don't I? You know, well maybe if you stop trying so hard to do only what God can do, like you were saying, right, Mark? Just let Him do His work. Yeah. Instead of striving so so that's so like hard. what we were talking about before the show started. Right. You know, I, I was just sitting here thinking the idea that I was able to not say anything or make any when your flesh just wanted to lash out right yeah Yeah. and the idea that i didn't do that right amazes me yeah amen it's wonderful huh yeah yeah see and you couldn't go oh what a good boy am i right you had to go that's god oh no yeah i couldn't right on well ryan thanks for sitting in today yeah thanks for having me yeah and we'll have you back again we gotta get we gotta get toto back in here yeah, I want to get Man Bun. Man Bun back in, back in here. <laughs> he hasn't wore one lately. I think. Oh, uh, no, he hasn't. Yeah, since we titled him Toto, he's kind of <laughs> simmered down a little bit. Hold on, let me reach over here and get this thing. I forgot to get Denver. Uh oh. Uh, okay. Uh oh. All right, you can. Uh, okay, you can read both of them. Oh boy. There you go. So but tell it- us how they can uh, tune into the show, Denver. Okay, yeah, sheesh, this is all new to me. That's my old one right there, yeah, YouTube. Yeah, all right. Uh, You can listen and download any of our shows uh, by going to Take12Radio.com and clicking on Follow Me on Podomatic. Once you're there, you can download our app uh, from Android or iOS. You can comment on the shows, love us, hate us, we hope you love us, and we would love to hear from you. Uh, also, you can listen to the shows on our YouTube channel. Uh, simply go to Take12Radio.com and click on the YouTube icon. If you'd like to send us your email, our email address is at Take12Radio at Comcast.net. That's Take12Radio at Comcast.net. Thank you very much. Thank you for the honor to do that. And I want to thank Podomatic. Uh, for helping to sponsor our show. Podomatic is the largest host of podcasters in the world. And they've come alongside uh, to help us sponsor, to, to sponsor the show, along with our gold sponsors. And Donald Roberts, who inspired the topic this week, is one of those. Thank you, Donald. Um, we are looking to buy uh, five new chairs. Five new chairs for the studio. They're about 100 bucks a piece. What? Yes, we need five new chairs. <laughs> so we're praying about that. And if you'd like to donate uh, to that, you can go to Take12Radio.com and scroll down to the bottom of the page. Click on Donate. And we're going to start a little chair fund because we are very charitable. <laughs> See what I did there? Oh, you've been thinking about that, haven't you? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, the Lord uh, have mercy. Hey, and Tony, we're thinking of you right now, too. Yes, so. we, de- we definitely are. All right, so the closing song this week is by Elizabeth Edwards. You can visit her website at elizabethemusic.com. It's entitled, What Would Love Do? 
Elizabeth Edwards, you can visit her website for more music and her recovery CDs at elizabethemusic.com. Until our next broadcast, this is the Monty Man along with the Take 12 Recovery Radio family asking the question, what kind of changes are going on in your head as you change your thinking? And until next time, we're wishing God's perfect serenity for you. Bye-bye now. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. She's a super cat, super cat, she's super kitty, meow. Yeah, kitty, 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 kitty.